Hey fellow nerds, I'm Megan Smiley and this is the Lawyer's Escape Pod. For those of you who've gotten into practice, looked around and thought, so this is my life? I get it. You're in deep and you feel stuck. You may have no idea what the next step would be, or maybe you have an idea, but think it's unrealistic. I truly believe that there's a path forward for each of us if we're intentional about finding it. And this podcast will be a great source of advice and inspiration for you to make that leap to a more fulfilling career. Hey guys. So before I get into introducing our guest for this week's episode, um, I just wanted to invite everyone to take advantage of an offer. I'm, I'm making my Facebook group, but I also wanted to make it here to you guys is I'm offering just free calls, free 45 minute calls. Um, if there's something you want to chat about, you're feeling stuck, maybe you just need like a cheerleader <laughs> to, to push through for your next step. Um, I'd love to be that for you. This podcast has been great. I love you guys. And um, I just wanted to be able to sort of maybe connect more more directly. So if that would be valuable to you, I'm dropping the link for my calendar in the show notes. And um, yeah, I'd love to hear from you. All right. So back to the episode. Uh, Ali Elmunzer is my guest today. She's an attorney and the founder of Influencer Legal. It's a virtual law firm helping entrepreneurs navigate the legal side of online business. So Allie started her career in commercial real estate, um, but after becoming (laughs) pretty clear that that was not where she wanted to be in the long term, um, she started, her wheels started turning, and as she planned her own wedding, she really started to fall in love with wedding photography. So she started building her own business on the side, Uh, and when it got to a point where it made sense, she jumped ship completely and was a full-time wedding photographer for six years. Uh, During that time, she sort of also found that a lot of the other creative business owners were coming to her with legal issues, and so she'd help them. And in doing that, she found that legal work done that way on her terms was actually a good fit, Um, particularly as her own life evolved and she didn't necessarily want to be shooting weddings every weekend. So she's been able to now turn that into her own law practice in a way that really suits her while still being immersed in the world of entrepreneurship that she loves. So I hope you'll enjoy the episode. Hi, Allie. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Megan. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. So let's start where I always start, which is what took you to law school in the first place? Well, when I was a child, I always said that I was either going to be an attorney or an exercise instructor. And I would like to note that I did both. Um, So (laughs) I accomplished both those goals. But um, to be honest, er at an early age, I said I wanted to be an attorney. And as I kind of like went through high school and, you know, college and just kind of being who I am, people would be like, oh, yeah, you should definitely be a lawyer. You're really good at arguing. As if like that's yeah. the only thing and the only skill like <laughs> lawyers need to have. But um, yeah. so that's what people always said to me. But um, on a more serious note, when I decided in college was that, you know, it was kind of my junior year and I was graduating with a degree in um, business administration and um, with a specialization in marketing. And although I really like that and I still do like that. 
Mm-hmm. The law thing had always been in the back of my mind. And I was kind of like, you know what? I don't want to really go out into the workforce yet. So let me take the LSAT and then let me see, you know, if I get in and if I do, then great, I'll just go to law school. It wasn't, yeah. uh, although it was something that I always considered, it wasn't something that I like had this dying need for. It just kind of happened that, you know, it all <laughs> worked out, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. So was law school what you expected? No, not at all. Now, I, um, you know, still have great friends from law school. And, you know, I liked all the people. But for me, I had never been in an environment that was so cutthroat. Like, Mm. I did not understand that at all. Like, that people didn't want to share notes and the Socratic method and all this stuff. I was like, I don't understand why can't we all just, like, get along and, you know, have to be like, why do we need to have all these rankings? And, you know, why is there only one exam that determines our whole grade? You know, like, it was just very much shock for me as far as, you know, like, yeah, we're friends to your face, but we're competitors. And if you miss class, I'm not giving you my notes. And so everyone wasn't like that, but there were definitely people that were like that. And that didn't fit my personality at all. So I definitely struggled with that. Yeah. What did you um, enjoy sort of the content of it? Were you like, Oh, yeah, this feels like something I want to do? I thought it was a little boring, a little dry. I think too. like, I wish that I had taken a year or two off between college and law school. Uh, Yeah, I think for me, I just went kind of being like, I want to continue school. But I think had I gone in and and my classmates that I found that were most successful didn't necessarily take any time between, but they did have a clear um, mission kind of when they were there. They had an idea of what area of the law they want to go into, or they had kind of a passion behind something. So they yeah. almost had like a field picked out where I just kind of went in being like, I want to learn everything and I'll just figure it out as I go. And I feel yeah. like that had I had, you know, more direction, you know, with myself and what I wanted to do on the legal side, I think that I would have liked it more. Yeah. Because I yeah. could have honed in more, you know. Um, right. So. So what did you end up doing after graduation then? So my internships were always in commercial real estate. So I just ended up um, in commercial real estate, which I, you know, actually liked. I found it really interesting. Um, real estate obviously is something that's, you know, very popular. It's, you know, not going to die. It's, you know, an important industry. But I did get a little tired of the leases and the kind of reviewing the same thing over and over again. Um, It just wasn't super inspiring to me. Like, I didn't really feel like I was helping anyone, you know, like it was just kind yep. of like, okay, review the lease. And, and I, I, know, that, one point, I always joke that like I did corporate. I'm like, most of what I do is like find and replace names. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That is so true. So funny. But yes. Yes. So, and I did intern at um, the DA's office, the district attorney's office when I moved to Michigan. Um, mm-hmm. But I wasn't licensed there yet because I was licensed in Massachusetts, but I hadn't taken the yeah. bar. Looks like we were both in uh, law school in, in Boston at the same time. Oh, were we? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I graduated in 06 from BC. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I forgot that you, um, I knew you said you went to BC, but yeah. Um, 
I almost went there for college, but not. I didn't apply there for law school. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, so. we were the ones that came out before the recession. So we had like a shot at a job at least. Yes. For <laughs> me, though, I came out in 06 and then moved almost immediately after to Michigan. Yeah. So then I had to yeah. wait and take the bar again. And so when I was like really on the hunt, it was 2008, which was oh yeah, not ideal. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> so what did you end up doing in Michigan? Um, so in Michigan, I also did commercial real estate. Yeah. Um, I, w- I actually worked for a commercial real estate company. So um, just doing like their leases and their, you know, um, yeah, mostly their leasing. Yeah. So where along the pro- process did you start going like, hmm, maybe this is not for me? <laughs> I think every time I stepped foot in... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not exactly like yeah. when I was working at the law firm that I interned at, although I like really enjoyed the people, I thought they were super nice. I was just like, I cannot believe I have to do this. Like I also at the time worked a restaurant job and I would be like, I cannot wait to leave this to go work my restaurant job. It just, oh, because, yeah. like, you know, it was just so. You just like, know it's bad when you're like, yeah. I think I've said this before, but I'm like, I'd look at the FedEx guy coming into the office and be like, that guy has it made. He oh just comes God. in here, yeah. he drops some stuff off, he leaves. Yes. yes. Oh my God. That's so, true. That's so funny. That's so true. But yeah, so um, yeah, I just kind of knew. I mean, I knew early on that wasn't going to be. And like when my friends were leaving to get jobs where they worked, like, 80 hour weeks. I was like, there's mm-hmm. no way like, that's just not, that's not going to yeah. be, I don't care how yeah. much they pay me. I'm not sleeping like under my desk for an hour. Yeah. A week and calling it a week. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it, I mean, it sounds like for you, like that was sort of, you had that clarity very early on, whereas some people have to really kind of like muddle through the experience to realize that's just not something they're willing to put up with. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. And I mean, I think that is a good thing that, you know, I was lucky enough to have that clarity earlier on because to get where I am today did take a long time, but it was, it gave me, you know, a time when I was a little younger to be able to kind of go through all that without too much, like, um, you know, without too many repercussions. Right. So how, what did you start to think about would be your next step? And did you have any hesitations about leaving? Yeah. So when I was ready to leave, it was after I had gotten married. So when I was, you know, when you're in this whole marriage thing, you're like, you know, finding vendors and doing this and doing that. And I became so enamored with wedding photography. So photography was always a passion of mine. Like, you know, just growing up, just doing it as a hobby, taking classes, all that stuff. And I was like, oh, wedding photography would be so fun. And like exactly what you're talking about, like you're with people on the happiest, you know, their happiest day. And it's like, yeah a fun job and you're not billing by the hour or, you know, by every 10 minutes, you know? So it was like, just seemed, and it was such a good, like creative outlet. So on the weekends I started like second shooting, just being an assistant to a lead photographer. Mm. And then finally I was like, you know what? I want to leave my job and be a wedding photographer. My husband's like, um, okay. (laughs) And so so how did you get hooked up with that photographer? Cause I always think some people just think they're like, well, that's how would I ever do that? (laughs) I just reached out to a bunch of people. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. reached out and was like, I'll do it for free. I'll do it, you know, whenever you need someone. And then eventually I started charging. And then I started doing like portrait shoots on the side and making money yeah. and building my portfolio and just building a business around it. So, 
So cool. So then by the time you were thinking about leaving, you're like, I, you kind of had that built to some extent. I did. And I don't think I would have just left if I didn't have anything. Um, So I did have that built and I was like, I hit the ground running, which was great. Um, But I did, I mean, like you said, I did have a little bit of a hard time being like, Oh, I'm leaving law, which everyone is like, Oh, you're a lawyer to be a photographer. Right. right. And luckily, like my husband was super supportive and my family, like, thank goodness. But I couldn't imagine if I had people in my life that were pressuring me to stay in an unhappy situation. Like I maybe would have, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's hard. I think the people around you are really important at those stages to, to, (laughs) you know, like even if it's your best friend and they're like, what are you doing? You're like, "Mm, maybe I don't talk to you about this so much. No, for sure. Yeah. But did you personally have any like, oh, I spent all this time in law school and now I'm just abandoning it completely? Or were you like, oh, I could come back to it and I'll just, you know, what was your thought process at that time? Yeah. So when I left it, I like really hated it. I was just yeah. over it. I thought it was boring. I wanted to create a creative outlet. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I really had like this passion for that. Yeah. So I was like, there's no way I'm coming back to it. Like I really thought I would never be an attorney ever again. Like, yeah, I always people would always be like, Oh, you're a photographer. Oh, that's so like, so cute. Like you always have your law degree to fall back on. And I kept being I kept being like, don't say that. Like, oh, I'm not doing that. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I mean, they were right. But <laughs> but, <laughs> but in the time I was like, ready to just never think about it other than when I paid my loans every month. You know, right, right. So how long did you have that photography business? So I did that for six years. And then the thing is, though, when you are in a creative industry and an entrepreneur and other entrepreneurs and photographers and, you know, in this case, wedding planners, you know, caterers, when they find out that you have a law degree, you become their like side lawyer. Right. 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 What is your contract like? And oh, I had a client do this. And uh, so you kind of become like, you know, the attorney for them and their questions. So I started to think like, wait a minute, I have this skill set that these people obviously need. So how can I serve them better? It was also when I moved to South Carolina. Um, My husband and I had our first son and it was kind of like, I don't want to shoot weddings on weekends anymore. You know, like I don't want to be gone from my family for 12 hours, you know, gone from on every weekend, you know, twice or whatever. So that's when I kind of was like, okay, I'm going to transition out of the photography, but leverage that into the law side of things. Right. So, So, you know, the types of, you know, you weren't, you were in real estate, which is contract law, basically. Right. But did, did you feel six, you know, six years out, I was like, I don't remember anything. <laughs> like, yeah. how did you tap back into that? I don't, I, honestly, it's like riding a bike, like as yeah. contracts. I mean, I just would like review of, I, and as I went along, you know, I was still like dabbling here and there. So it wasn't like yeah. I was, you know, never looking at anything. But I don't know, it just kind of like I just still understood everything and would read up on it, you know, was still involved with like the legal stuff on the side, the the local organization, bar organizations and stuff. So still had my foot in it a little bit, but it wasn't my main. And then it was just honestly just like learning all over again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Refreshing and all that. So. And so 
was it like a big decision to go back into practicing like that? Because I mean, I understand that not wanting to work on the weekends and kind of wanting to redesign your life to reflect where you were. Um, but was that the only thing you had thought about? Or were you just like, this just is sort of organically presenting itself? It makes sense. Yeah, it just kind of like, it wasn't like this big, huge decision and this big yeah. like pivot. It just like naturally kind of flowed into that. So like, yeah you know, if someone that knew me, if I told them they weren't like shocked, you know, they're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. You know? like yeah. So it just kind of, you know, naturally evolved. Um, and I do, you know, mostly my work now is trademark law. And that just came about because I just kept filing my own trademarks. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, wait a minute. Like I know how to do this for other people too. And they would ask me about it. So that's how that it all just kind of evolved from people asking me, for that kind of stuff, which is a great way to know what your clients want and need and what kind of client base you have. So right, right. Because now, you know, you had the background of starting a business, but not working as a lawyer entrepreneur, right? That's a very different (laughs) experience, I would think. Yep, definitely. But the the business building and the business side of it is exactly the same. So I think I had that advantage on like social media and as far as understanding my niche and how to speak to my, you know, clients. And, you know, so I kind of had that all that experience on the business building side, which was super helpful because they're not questioning you on the law side, right? They expect you to know that it's how you run your business. That is, you know, what can make or break you. Yeah. And how was this different, you know, I know the topic was different in terms of practice, but you're sort of doing corporate law, real estate law. What about doing it in this context feels better to you than your original legal jobs? Because I work for myself. So I work the hours <laughs> I want to work. I build yep. my own schedule. I charge the fees that I want to charge. I um, use mostly, I would say 95% of the time flat fees for my clients, because Mm -hmm. I don't want them worrying about sending me an email or, you know, having to jump on the phone. I don't want them, you know, having to worry about getting charged. You know, it's just, I basically took everything I hated about the way traditional law firms do things and flipped it on its head. So I basically opposite just, (laughs) and, and people respond to that, you know, like no one likes the billable hour. Like, I don't know any client that, is excited about that, you know? So when you present them with flat fees, which is how most things work, you know, like your doctor doesn't charge you by every 10 minutes you're there, you know, it's like a flat fee for a service. So that is like what I wanted to emulate in my practice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just so different. I think people are scared about going out on their own, but underestimate the appeal of having that much control. Right. So Where on the like risk aversion scale would you identify? Because it sounds like you're fairly risk tolerant given the the shifts you've made. Yeah, (laughs) I definitely am. And I think, you know, yeah, I think I am very, I'm very much one of those people that believes like anything is possible and truly in like the cheesiest way. I'm like, if I want to do something, I think I can do it. Like I, and I think that's true for everyone. Um, Yeah. And like I said, I don't know that I'd be here now if I didn't have people that supported me the way that I did. Um, So I think that my level of, you know, risk and, you know, being a risk taker, it was like, 
I was like, sure, why not? Like everyone supports me. I'll jump. The net will appear. So, yeah. I mean, you don't sound like the typical lawyer. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> I'm you know, I think not. so many people struggle with, you know, oh, you know, that would sound crazy to some people. <laughs> right. Exactly. But I think it's good to know. It's like, but you are not only are you a lawyer, like you're, you've gone back to practicing. And I think sometimes people just don't believe these things are possible. And that's right. why they're, they have a heightened risk aversion because they think the likelihood of failure is like a hundred percent. Yeah. And I remember like being so worried about what my law school classmates would think. Like yeah. first I was so worried about what they would think when I went and did photography. And it's funny right. because I had so many of them reach out and be like, you are so lucky. Like that's so yep. cool. Awesome job doing that. And then I'm like, Oh, I'm going to switch back. And now this was a lot of years later. So my level of caring what other people thought was much lower. But yeah. When people found out like, Oh, I was back to doing it. I was doing it, you know, my own way. They're sending me clients left and right. So it's like, oh, wow. you know, yeah. it's not like, I think a lot of times we get caught in what other people will think, not that we should care, but that's human nature to care what other yeah. people think. And I think that we make decisions based on what we think will happen. But in reality, it could totally be the opposite. Like for me, both times, it was totally the opposite of what I thought would happen. Yeah. So, yeah. And they're probably just je jealous, you know, because everyone yeah. knows that. Feel not everyone, maybe, but you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably identify with the feeling of not of that dread of walking in every Monday morning, right? Exactly. And it's like, you want that feeling that you have found something that just aligns better. Um, yep, it's so true. So seeing someone do it is is more hopeful than a judgmental situation. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I found that as well. Although announcing to people this time around that I was going into like interior design is like that one felt way bigger than going to a law school to me because it's so it's right. like photography, right? It's like right way outside of <laughs> people's normal wheelhouse. And but I do feel like this day and age, like it's not that uncommon for attorneys to leave practice. Yeah. You know, like I yeah. think more and more people are understanding like what it's a little bit antiquated, like the way law firms work and the way even the way like the bar is and that you have to be licensed in each state yeah. and take a test to that degree. Like, sure, of course, you need to you can, need to be licensed in each state, but there's got to be a better way. Right. So much of what we do now is digital nationwide, worldwide, right. you know, so. I think that yeah. when, that people can understand like, okay, they just need, uh, there's, it's just not a good environment to work in, or they need a creative outlet or, you know, it's just, they're sick of it and want something else. You know, like yeah. I think nowadays people are just much more accepting of like owning who you are and, and doing what makes you happy, you know, yeah. especially after this year of 2020, like, right. <laughs> more than ever life is short and there can be curveballs and why are we suffering through life you know why are we not you know doing what we want to do and what makes us happy yeah and and also this kind of idea this antiquated business model of of law firm life you know like like i come from a family of lawyers and my dad you know went to a firm where he stayed forever you know and that does still happen, but it, I think it's less and less likely that you just kind of post up in one place and your entire career happens there. Right. And not only within a profession, you know, this idea of having a bit of a like 
portfolio career, which it sounds like you're building, you know, because you've gone from the creative side, doing business to doing law and business. Um, and I know that that you still sort of lean into all of your entrepreneurial interests, even though technically your job is practicing law at this point. Yeah, 100%. I always say that like, my profession is law, but my passion is entrepreneurship, you know, and that's why I think that for me, serving the entrepreneur, the small business owner through trademarks is and contracts is like a great bridge for me to kind of have my foot in, you know, one foot in both worlds to kind of straddle that line. So yeah, yeah. And you have a podcast on that topic? I do. So I have a podcast um, that I yeah. don't record anymore, but it, mm-hmm. and I may pick it back up, but it's called The Inspired Entrepreneur. And that's mm-hmm. just, you know, interviews with other entrepreneurs. And then in January, I'm launching the Law and Business podcast, which is just going to be a podcast, uh, just me sharing information to small business owners about topics around law, trademarks, contracts, infringement, et cetera. And then business side of things like, you know, productivity or the best business books you should read or you know just just kind of both of those things I wanted to find a way to marry them both because they're both something that I'm passionate about and that people need so yeah yeah I think it's just a good reminder that you don't you don't have to put yourself in a box and be like this is now what I do everything else is dead to me (laughs) 100 percent So where do you sort of see it going right now in terms of your career? Like, do you see yourself, you know, staying with law practice? Would you be open to doing something else? Yeah, I think for, I mean, I, of course, would never say never, especially based on the way my career has gone, you know, (laughs) back and here we are. So I would never say never, but for the foreseeable future, I'm super happy, you know, working with entrepreneurs. Those are like, that's my sweet spot and serving them in a legal, illegal way. That is like really exciting to me. Maybe down the line, I would get more into, you know, business coaching kind of with a legal twist or masterminds, um, stuff like that. But now, you know, I just started outsourcing a lot of my stuff, which is basically with the intent to grow the firm, um, bigger than, than it is in, in 2021. So that's where I think things in the foreseeable future. I've learned that trying to project, you know, which, which they always taught in business school, like your five-year plan, your 10-year plan. That is just so unrealistic. At least, <laughs> like This year has shown me that my <laughs> one-year plan was re- re- just like completely wrong. Exactly. Different career, different coast. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> I'm just going to go with the one-year hopeful vision. It could change in six months. Um, I am yep. very susceptible to shiny object syndrome. So I like <laughs> yeah, that. All the time. And so you may see here and there a tangent, but the plan is always to bring it back to the law and entrepreneurship. Yeah. But I think it's, I think being resilient enough to pivot with your own interests and with whatever the world throws at you is important. And I think maybe not uniformly the strongest skill set of lawyers, um, (laughs) you know, is to say, look, it's okay. Like you're smart, you're capable. It's okay. If the next thing you do, isn't the the last thing that you do. Um, that's a good way of saying it. Yep. Yeah. Um, and wouldn't it be kind of boring if it is? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. you just want to do it forever and ever and ever? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Yeah. So 
looking back at your career, would you have done anything differently or are you sort of of the view, well, they're all the sort of building blocks to building what I'm doing now. So it all worked out. Yeah, I am totally of that mindset. I think that maybe I could have realized now I think everything happens, you know, in perfect timing, but I think that had I realized and taken the step to open my own firm more officially earlier Mm -hmm. would have been a good thing. But I was so just like, Oh, I'm just doing it like on the side. I'm just helping people, you know, like right. it was just, it wasn't something that was in my mind to do open my own firm until I was like talking to another solo that was helping entrepreneurs. And I was like, wait a minute, like I've been doing this for so long. Why am I not doing this in an official p- capacity? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, all the experience I got in entrepreneurship gave me kind of like, I feel, I feel like a leg up in serving those people. So, right. And like you said, on the business side, right? I think yeah. it I think it might be hard. It's totally possible. But it's a piece of the puzzle that you have to put together to know how to run a business if you go directly from working at a law firm to opening your own law firm. So then sort of, you know, building a skill along the way that paid off. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. And it's like, I mean, you totally understand. It's like with any creative where you're like, yeah. okay, I'm going to do interior design because I want to do the creative stuff. But what about everything else that goes with running that business? Like that's what people underestimate. So yes, right. really having that background was super helpful to be able to, I wasn't caught up in that stuff. I was able to like hit the ground running. So yeah, I know. I, I, as when I started sort of looking into a more creative career, everyone's like, okay, but understand that it's 10 to 20% creative. It's yes. 80 to 90% business, which is cool. Cause I enjoy that. You know, right. I've realized I like that, but yep. it is, Same. it is just the reality. And I think too, like having the law degree in a creative field is still an asset. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can always, you know, read your own contracts, exactly. do a few things to say, you know, oh, I think yeah. I could do that. <laughs> oh, I was just looking into this because I have to reincorporate in California now. And I was like, how do I do that most efficiently? Yeah. <laughs> no, when I was a wedding photographer, I had clients and they were wonderful, but his dad was an attorney. And so we were going back and forth on the contract and just like he wanted me to give up copyrights and I wouldn't do that. And But, you know, I felt like had I not been an attorney, I would have either just agreed with him or I would have had to pay an attorney to do that. So I remember being like, oh, that was cool. That was fun. Like I had that skill set that not a lot of people have, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I sort of feel like as you move on in your career, you just like, you know, nothing is lost. You just use it all in different sort of unexpected ways. I mean, not unexpected once you start practicing. Yeah. And you can use a law degree for anything. Yeah. I, I totally agree. So if you were sort of going to give one piece of advice to someone who is struggling to, um, you know, in a firm, having that dread every morning of just being like, this is not where I belong, what would you what would you tell them? So I think the biggest thing would be to start to build something on the side. Like, I think for me, that was the biggest thing because when it came time to leave, I had something built and I knew that it was like the direction I wanted to go in. So say someone is, you know, in a firm and they're like, oh, I want to start my own thing. Okay, we'll start looking into all the intricacies of what 
that means. And just yeah. on the side, start building, start. Cause I think, you know, a lot of times in our minds, we're like, Oh, I wish I, I wish I had my own thing, but I'm sitting at my desk and I do my work and then I go home and watch Netflix yes. do it all over again because I probably couldn't do my own thing anyway. Like take action on, on doing, you know, your own thing. If you want to, if you enjoy cooking and you want to be a food blogger, okay, great. Start that blog. Like there's no reason. And I get that, you know, early on when you're working 8 million hours, but I think for me, the biggest thing was having something on the side. And I knew like I was experiencing it while I still had my other job. So mm -hmm. I wasn't like so scared to make the transition, you know, because yeah. I already was experiencing it. So I think just learning, information gathering, just kind of, you know, visioning, like, what is it that you really want? And I think that's a thing that we're so guilted into, you know, being a lawyer, like, oh, you spent $90,000 on law school, and it's so prestigious. And my parents are so proud. And my grandmother talks about it all the time. And now I'm going to go do something else. Like all those things just need to kind of be put aside because you know that's not like it's your life not their life like right, it'll right. hurt for a minute but chances are you'll be successful in whatever you choose to do yeah yeah absolutely well Ellie if someone wants to find you where where on the internet can they find you sure yeah well I am most active on Instagram and I'm at attorney Allie Allie is a l l i and then my firm is Influencer Legal. So it's influencerlegal.co. And then um, on Facebook, I have an Ask Attorney Alley Facebook group where, you know, people can join and uh, ask legal questions. And it's all, you know, different entrepreneurs. So very cool. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. It was, it was you know, Fun to talk to another, uh, now that I put myself in the entrepreneur yeah. category. <laughs> That's awesome. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Absolutely.